0: everybody, to a wonderful episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. I am so excited to be having the guests we have on today and to be talking about the piece we're talking about. I I really am giddy, if you can't tell. We are joined today by the playwright, Nikki Douglas, to talk about her newest work, which is being presented by Ars Nova and the National Black Theater, and it's called Prey. It's playing September 23rd through October 28th at the Ars Nova at Greenwich House, and you can get your tickets and more information by visiting arsnovanyc.com. These are two fabulous, incredible theater companies here in New York. They never do bad work, so we already are are sold on Nikki's work, but to add to it, Nikki is an incredible playwright, and we would love to just go ahead and welcome her on to talk more about her show. So Nikki, welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be in conversation with you. I am so happy to have you here and to be talking about this great new, new work, this world premiere coming up called Pray. Could we start it by having you tell our listeners a bit about what your show is about?
1: For sure. Pray is hard to describe, and that is because it is a personal excavation, let's say, of faith and spirituality from my, you know, lived experience and from the experiences that I have been able to hear about from other Black femmes and Black women that have been in relationship to the work and that have been are, and that are in my community. The work is set, right, the play is set in a Black Baptist church, sort of, sort of a Black Baptist church. It's really a church and it is, yeah, let's say it's a Black church and I'm using Black Baptist spirituality and or religion and and evangelical Christianity to pull apart the dogmas that that Black folks have learned and that Black folks have implemented to access faith and spirituality across diaspora and and a little bit across history. Right, I, I I reference slavery and I bring us to now and I also am curious about what Black folks need um, for the future and the work tries to hold all of that so it is a little bit of a mess but it is a joyful mess of questions and yeah a little bit of satire a little bit of comedy a little bit of crying it's all in there because that's that's my experience
0: what an incredible tale there what an incredible experience as you've mentioned where did you come up with the idea for the show
1: I mean I was asked okay so I had a show called Black Girl Magic Show that was in Ant Fest at Ars Nova. And after that show being at Ars Nova, Jason Egan, who is the artistic director of Ars Nova, and Emily Schultz, who was the associate artistic director of Ars Nova at the time, reached out to me and asked me what else I was working on. They were, I think that, you know, Black Girl Magic Show did a a pretty good job on the festival. And they were like, what else are you doing? What else you got going on? And at that time, I, I was starting to ask myself some questions about faith and spirituality, and I didn't have anything fully formed. But I said that to them, and they offered for me to be in residence at Nova to sort of figure out what that was. And ultimately, those initial questions and seeds of ideas that I had about spirituality at that time became Prey. So in a way, pray was born out of a question that was asked to me about like what was on my mind but the form of the show and ultimately where how it is how it lives how it exists now it's born out of yeah my my experience growing up in a black baptist church although that's revisionist of my own history i i grew up catholic and episcopalian and then baptist but the show the show sits inside of a, a black baptist church sort of um because of that and it it winds around and moves around Afro-diasporic spiritualities because, yeah, I have those questions too. I have those questions ar- around how Christianity um, is related to what what the source of it is or, or why why Black folks yeah, need it or want it or work with it.
0: Fascinating. I love that though. Now we are talking about the world premiere of this show happening at, you know, Ars Nova Greenwich House. What has it been like developing this iteration of the show, this world premiere of Prey?
1: It's been a joy. It's been an absolute gift. I have been able to build teams around me, right? The creative team that's in the rehearsal room every day and then the wider design team, all of whom are geniuses, in my opinion, in their field in um, their disciplines. The cast is unbelievable. It's it's outrageous talent, and the and the integrity, and the and the joy that I get to experience in rehearsal every day. Yeah, and then working with the producers, working with Ars Nova, and working with National Black Theater has honestly been a dream come true. I, I've always always dreamt of getting to collaborate in this at this scale with Ars Nova. And so it feels you know, I, I people keep asking me how I'm feeling, and i I honestly I'm so overwhelmed I'm so overcome. I'm having like honestly, an out of body experience. yeah, it has felt like, yeah, I don't know how else to describe it. i I wish that I had access to like other languages. I feel like I need more language to describe how I feel.
0: <laughs> that is wonderful, though. I love that. That sounds like such a great time now, with this show, as you've mentioned, you know, we, we've, we've thrown out things like a Baptist church and, and your lived experience and things like that. Is there a message or a thought you're hoping the audiences will take away from it?
1: That's a hard question for me, just because it... It builds a kind of transactional context for theater that is, that's tough, that I, that I want to sort of complicate or I want to subvert if I can, right? I don't want audiences to take anything. I don't think I'm giving anything away. What I hope is that audiences arrive with curiosity and with openness about what the story, what the play, what the show, what I have to say, what I have, what I've been thinking about and what it is I've crafted into an evening of
0: theater. That's a fantastic answer though. I love that. My final question for this first part of the interview is, you know, we're dealing with two theater companies that are incredible in diversifying audiences. You've got Ars Nova and national black theater, two wonderful companies, very prominent in the downtown theater scene here in New York with this wonderful work you've got. Who do you hope have access to this show?
1: Yeah, thank you for that question. You know, the show is written for, by, (laughs) and about Black femmes and Black women. So hopefully the the widest reach is extended to them. That is who the the story is for, and and that is who I would love to see in the theater. That said, you know, faith and spirituality is universal. And so I hope that anyone who is looking to be in dialogue with the topics, the themes of the show is in the theater to, to be in that discussion with me and with us.
0: I now want to change things up and I'm so excited to kind of pick your brain on the second part of the interview. Let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. And I want to start by asking you what or who inspires you? What playwrights, composers or shows maybe in the past have inspired you or just some of your favorites?
1: Yeah, the the funny thing is that I'm I'm most inspired, right? I so I'm a theater maker. I went to undergrad for theater and then I went to grad school for writing. And I am most often inspired, I think, in form and in content by poets. I'm a big poetry nerd. And here are some poets that I love. (laughs) I love Lucille Clifton. I love Morgan Parker. I love uh, James Smith. I love Shayla Laws. I love, I'll go old school. I love Nikki Giovanni. Of course, I love... Maya Angelou, of course. I love Gwendolyn Brooks, of course. These are some poets, uh, both contemporary and sort of like a little bit older that I love, that I that I return to, whose poetry I return to, whose anthologies I return to constantly, especially when I'm in the process of making something new. And then from just theater to talk theater, because I because I also love theater, I'm a theater nerd as well. I think that my most favorite theater makers are still alive, which feels like a gift to me. <laughs> And and those folks are Jackie Sibley's jewelry. I when I saw Fairview some years ago, I was like gobsmacked. I was so, so inspired by the writing and and the direction of the production at Soho Rep. And before I felt that way about Fairview, I felt that way about An Octoroon uh, by Brandon Jacob Jenkins, whose work continues to blow my mind every time. I get to see it or read it. I'm also a massive fan of Alicia Harris and the ways that she works with poetry and theater and and Black storytelling as well. Yeah, that's like my trifecta of, of theater makers. I also love Susan Laurie Parks. I think she's genius. And I'm always, I always feel like I need to slow down to, to read her work and to sit with it and to really process it. And I feel that way about Adrienne Kennedy. May she rest in power too. I feel that way about her work as well. It feels like homework to read her work, but not in a bad way. Like I, I need to, yeah, sit with my own identity and my own understanding of Black history to understand, yeah, the levels of what she is putting on the page and the dynamics of the social dynamics that she is trying to unpack.
0: Yeah. That is a fabulous list. I cannot wait to go back through this and edit it just so I can write a lot of these names down because I love those. Wonderful. I know you've been very busy getting ready for opening of Prey, but have you had a chance to see any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend to our listeners?
1: Oh, man. I wish I had time. I haven't, but this is what I want to see. I can tell you what I want to see. (laughs) I want to see Pearly Victorious on Broadway. I want to see it like I, as soon as I have a second, I will be in the theater to see Pearly. I really, really want to see Hell's Kitchen at the public. And there's a third show that I really want to see that's escaping me right now. But if I don't see Pearly, like I (laughs) I might explode.
0: (laughs) Wonderful suggestions there what is your favorite part about working in the theater
1: i mean that that has that question has a couple of prongs right because you know theater it's hard it's hard to make theater um so when i'm looking for my favorite part about it i also am reminded of you know the 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 difficulties the struggle how how challenging it can work in this industry like sustainably (laughs) and also in the body that i live in you know as a black theater maker it does often feel like there are just slightly less opportunities for me. Yeah, generally speaking. And that is not just as a playwright, but I also am a choreographer and a director. And even with all those hats, you know, as a multidisciplinary artist, I still find myself, you know, really having to navigate. That said, I I love making theater because, in my practice at least, I get to do and say exactly what I want and as an artist that feels really liberating to be able to give in space and a kind of platform if we can call it that to amplify yeah black femme centered work and black femme centered cosmologies and black femme centered ethics that that feels like a gift to be able to model that for upcoming and emerging theater makers and to get to live inside of that is a balm is, is healing work for me and for the friends and women that I get to work with.
0: What a fabulous answer. I love that. Love that. And that brings us to my favorite question to ask guests. And that is, what is your favorite theater memory?
1: That is, such a beautiful question. Okay, a couple of things are coming to mind. A couple of things are coming to mind. I grew up dancing and like I grew up, yeah, I grew up dancing. That's the first, that's my first art form. It's dance. And then somewhere inside of dance recital culture, I realized how much I, I think I wanted to be talking to. Um and my mother uh picked up on that and put me into theater classes and so that I could dance a little bit, but also get to say stuff on stage. And that put me in musical theater um quite quickly. And I remember seeing Cats. Cats was my first Broadway show to my memory. And I remember just feeling like like if it was on like if it was a scene in a movie, it would be like camera pulling in slowly on my face as like my eyes widen and I I learn that that is what I want to do that's all I want to do that's the only thing that matters to me is performing live and performing yeah like wild dance and an expressive emotional storytelling that is that is my most I think cherished early theater experience and then if I could jump forward to to a play that I mentioned earlier, which is an Octoroon. I didn't see it at Soho Rep, I missed it, but I saw it when it came back and was at a theater for a new audience. And when it was at Ifana, I there is a moment in that play, and I hope this isn't a spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen or read it. There's a moment where there's a a scenic gesture where the like the wall, like a wall of the stage falls. And then all this cotton that has been accumulated on stage, like flies into the audience and all around the the theater. And that for me was such a magical moment. It taught me so much about story and spectacle and the value of both of those coming together in a theater environment. Yeah. It blew, it, it blew my mind open. And if I ever get to meet Brandon, Jacob Jenkins, I will, thank him for that gift
0: those are amazing wow wow thank you so much for sharing those well are there any other projects or productions you have coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you I wish there were you
1: know I've been working on pray for such a long time that it has occupied the bulk of my thinking and my scheduling thus far so instead of plugging i will say uh, i'm out here hire your girl uh, looking for a job (laughs) y'all
0: yes very successful very very worth hiring artist right here and i know we're going to see lots from you and that kind of leads to my final question which is if our listeners want more information about prey or about you maybe they'd like to reach out to you how can they do so
1: for sure. You can always check out my website, which is com, and my Nikki is spelled N-I-C-H-I. So you can check out com. That'll send you to my Instagram. That'll send you some information about a mutual aid fund that I started called Nikki Susu. Yeah. And that'll send you to the ticketing page for Prey and yeah. And it'll give you more information about who I am, what I'm about and yeah, and what I do.
0: I love that. Well, Nikki, thank you so, so much for taking the time to speak with me today and sharing your wonderful work and wonderful memories with us. I really appreciate it. So thank you so much.
1: You're most welcome. Thank you.
0: My guest today has been the incredible playwright, Nikki Douglas, whose new work being presented by Ars Nova and National Black Theater is Pray playing September 23rd through October 28th at Ars Nova at Greenwich House. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting arsnovanyc.com. And also make sure you check out mynameisnikki.com And that's Nikki, N-I-C-H-I. That's Nikki's website. You can find out how to contact her, check up on all of her projects, and check out her mutual aid fund that she established. There's a lot of great stuff to check out there. Listen, get on the ground floor with this incredibly emerging artist. We feel so fortunate because Nikki's going to do even more incredible work. We're going to be able to look back and say, I knew her when. But right now, she's got this great show, Prey, playing at Ars Nova Greenwich House, September 23rd through October 28th. Get your tickets now. Head over to ArsNovaNYC.com. you like what you hear please leave a five-star review like and subscribe you can also find us on facebook and instagram at stage whisper pod and feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal
1: stories at stage at gmail.com
0: our theme song is maniac by jazzar other music on this episode provided by jazzar and billy murray